just a year ago, we were looking at a BC team that only brought in four transfers all off season. We're over 10 now, but it makes a lot of sense because BC was three and nine last year. The question remains, has Jeff Halfley done enough to get BC ready for the 2023 season? We'll get into that on today's show. You are locked on Boston college, your daily podcast on the Boston college Eagles, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black. Thank you all so much for listening. Happy Friday, everyone. The transfer portal has become a the biggest roster builder for many teams in college football. And just a year ago, we watched as BC football kind of just said, eh, we've got enough. We're going to continue with what we have. After a tough three and nine year, Jeff Halfley has steered course to really add and, and bolster his team in the transfer portal, but is it enough? Let's look at some of the, the moves BC has made and talk about what BC needed and if Halfley has addressed it. The first thing, offensive line, A number one. The, the story of this offseason is how has BC done fixing their offensive line? And in the transfer portal, they landed two players, a guard, card Kyle Hergel, multi-year starter at a position you were putting in defensive linemen, red shirt, freshmen, guys that just were not ready. You put him in there. Tackle. You put in Logan Taylor, a high upside tackle who did play for Virginia last year. So the big question is, has it, is it enough? Is this enough for this offensive line or should you have gone out there and grabbed more players? I think honestly it is enough because like I go back to this question, right? You could go out there and land maybe another transfer, but is it better than what you have? Because if you wanted to get another transfer, that's good. That's worth worthy of playing. You're going to have to knock somebody else out. And I'm going to tell you my personal opinion. I'm not knocking out Ozzy Trapillo. I think he's going to end up being a fine tackle. He's younger. He's taking some time. He's fine. Same thing with Drew Kendall. Drew Kendall just played his first season last year. I don't want him going anywhere. And if you think that Christian Mahogany should be kicked out, then you should not be listening to this podcast. So they did what they needed to do. Maybe they should have gone out and added. You could have gone out and added, you know, like some guy that hasn't played or someone you could, you know, just fill the roster with. But honestly, I think BC has enough guys to fill out the depth chart at an offensive line. Like I'm totally fine having a guy like Jack Conley, Jude Bowery, um, Jackson Ness in there as your backups. You don't want them playing the whole year, but you're okay right now, right? Right now. This is where I'm talking. We're talking May 4th, May 5th. I think, I think BC hit, fine. I think and I almost I almost want to consider Christian Mahogany as a transfer too because you missed him last year. But I think Jeff Halfley hit that one. I think that one was a um a, a success for BC. I also look at the quarterback position. Now, 2 weeks ago, if you asked me 
I would have said I was worried about where BC was heading. You have a quarterback in Emmett Moorhead, who I have said I've I've been impre- I like some of the things I've seen. Was I am I like all on board as I was with Phil Dracovic last year before that season started? No. But I, I felt okay. But I was more worried like after him, there was nothing there. And going into the spring practices, I was like, are you gonna go with you know Matt Reevy, who I mean, he he has like career backup written all over him. He should not be going. He should not be a guy that you're going to, you know, deal with if your guy goes down a true freshman, Jacoby Robinson, who's 17 years old or 18 years old or Pio Del Portis, who is now in the transfer portal for a reason. Right. I, I was worried about that. I, I was starting to get a little worried. What does Halfley do? He goes out there and gets Thomas Castellanos Castellanos out of UCF. Immediately you get one A and one B with with Emmett Moorhead and you now have competition. That's great. Hits it there. I think that one's good. Secondary. Now this is this was one I was more down the middle because I think he did do a good job, but you have to notice that BC lost a ton on the secondary. Josh DeBerry's gone, Jason Matry's gone, Jaden Woodbay's gone, CJ Burton's gone. Um, you've lost four guys. Four of your and four guys that were ma- um, major contributors last year. You brought in talent. You brought in uh, Alex Washington out of Harvard, um, Victor Nelson out of LIU, Kari Johnson. Okay, feeling okay. You do then lose Sean Battle to the transfer portal after the spring. So this is a position. Uh, the transfer portal is closed for guys leaving. But I've said, I think this is a position where I don't think it's the worst thing that BC could go out there and grab someone else. And I'm going to tell you here right now, folks, I put it up on Eagle Insider. I gave them a 48-hour head start on this. Markevious Brown out of Ole Miss. got a re- offer. He's a cornerback who played last year for Ole Miss. Uh, went to IMG Academy. I think he's a sophomore or junior. He's in the portal and got an offer from BC and there's a chance he could end up visiting Boston College. He also has offers from Indiana, Purdue, and um, another Big Ten school. It's not one of the big ones. So a, a potential. There's more potential there. But I, I still feel like there might be one more move there. I still think there's a little need that could still be filled. Running back, you you needed one more guy. <laughs> you needed one more guy. You got Kai Robichaux. Would I have liked Baishal Tutin? Uh, yes. But... They got the they got a good guy. I, I like what they got there. That was a nice solid pickup for Halfley. I'm not going to complain. Wide receiver, what, wide receiver is an interesting one, right? You lose Zay Flowers. You have I don't think there was anyone on that roster that can do anything close to what he can do. You got guys like Jaden Woodbay, who's fine. You've got guys like um, Lewis Bond and Dante Reynolds, who could do some things, but we haven't seen it yet. I think this is the biggest home run Halfley hit all summer. I mean, all winter. And, and I, I, man, Ryan O'Keefe is going to be a stud. And yeah, it's not fair to compare him to a guy that was drafted 22nd in the country. But you put him in there with Joseph Griffin, with Jaden Williams. You've got a good group. I think wide receiver is fine. I, maybe you add another depth piece. And Jiv, we've said on the podcast, Javon Antonio out of uh, Northwestern State is someone to keep an eye on. But, I, I mean, overall, I'm pretty happy where they're at wide receiver. The one position I'm going to get into here 
that I'm still a little concerned about. And I feel like I wish they could have addressed it. Chris Davis, who's one of our listeners and always in the comment section and always DMing me the tight end. You brought back George Takis. Fine. That's good. I like him. You did not add you. You added a freshman in Holden Simmons. I, I, just like offensive linemen, true freshmen at tight end scare the crap out of me. You need time to develop these kids. So you have Jeremiah Franklin. You're hoping he gets better. You hope he, but it's a lot of hoping, right? You hope Matt Regan gets better. You hope Hans Lillis can be a number two. You hope Holden Simmons. I mean, not not Holden Simmons. George Tagus stays healthy. A lot of hope there, folks. I didn't see BC active at all. Tight end kind of wish they added some depth there. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the one position I was looking at. It, I was like, man, I wish that was something different. And I know folks are going to ask me the last position that I'm not, I'm, we're going to talk about here. Linebacker. I, 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 I call me a little bit naive here. I think Cam Arnold and Bryce Steele are going to be fine. I'm, I am a big Vinny De Palma fan. He's not the most explosive player out there, but I love watching him play. I think he'll be good. You've got Davion Crouch. You've got Jalen Blackwell. I think they've got enough there. I didn't think they needed to do anything at linebacker. And I think the offers that we saw were, were kind of reflected that. They didn't really go after any linebackers. So that was one thing that I, I, I didn't think they needed to go after, and they didn't. Every other position, I thought they did a good job. I thought they added, you know, defensive tackle with Caleb Jones. They added a defensive end with George Rooks. You know, is there a position that that they didn't offer that I, I'm I'm missing here, folks? We'll get to that in the last segment. But in a moment, I'm going to talk about really good recruiting and how Earl Grant in year two of of having his own classes is hitting him out of the park. But before we do that, let me tell you about Bill Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever. Built. You gotta try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you. You gotta try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. I got home from work today. I told I've been telling you guys my my built um saga this week. I ordered two boxes on Sunday. They came in today. I got so giddy. I, I literally was like, I was like so happy. I like threw them in my car because I have them ready for work so I can pull a box whenever a bar whenever I need them. The built the built puffs are like a dream come true. They taste like a candy bar. You have to you have to try them to check to check, to understand what I'm talking about because they only have 130 calories four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you can get these. If you don't want to wait in the mail, you can go to Walmart, Sam's club. They got them there too. And I'm telling you, you, you got to try built. This is one of our most, uh, one of my favorite sponsors because it, it always helps when it, there's a product that I love and I love built. Everything that I've tried by them are delicious. So you need to check out built.com or head to your local Walmart or Sam's club. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black, talking here about recruiting. And we're going to talk a little bit about basketball recruiting. Because as you folks know, I'm the publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. We're the industry leader in recruiting. And our our site, our network, released their uh, end of the 2023 final class rankings. 
And the reason I bring this up, the reason I wanted to talk about this was because for the third time during his, now was he on his third year at, B, at BC, Earl Grant has a top 150 recruit. And that is Jaden Hastings. Jaden Hastings is a center out of IMG Academy in Florida. You know that school. It's a school that's like, I, I feel like they're just a factory for building athletes for football. They're just like, it's insane what they bring there. But they do the same thing. They do the same thing for uh, basketball too. And Hastings was not ranked when BC landed him in the top 150. But their final rankings, they bumped him up. He's now number 133. This is cool. You know, football, they've had their moments with CJ Burton and, you know, Drew Kendall. Those were nice moments too. But I got to say, Earl Grant has done a nice job of mixing those diamonds in the rough. The guys like um, Jaden Zachary, even Quinton Post. And Quinton Post was averaging two points a game for Mississippi State. With some really interesting top-level recruits. In just two years, this is just the last two recruiting class. His first one doesn't really count because he was just kind of trying to put together players. He's landed DJ Hand, number in the top 150, Prince Oligby, top 150, and Jaden Hastings, top 150. And then mixed them up with some really high um, character guys, guys that you're, you're hoping will develop, guys like Armani Mighty, guys like. Elijah Strong and Fred Payne. I think this is the success and the the formula for building something here at BC. Because you're getting guys that will be attractive to other players for the program. When 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 recruits see DJ Hand, who has multiple big time offers, choose BC, they're interested. But they also will be interested. When they see Jaden Zachary, who has no offers and is coming from a community college, you know, go on to score 15 points a night. It's an intriguing um, way to build this program. It's a good way of figuring out how to maximize the Boston College message and get success. And now you do all of that. You start to build your program. You bring in these guys. And I've seen BC for the class of 2024, too, going after some really interesting um, four-star recruits too. So this is not just a couple years. The the success that BC is building on should make it easier for them to get recruits. Plus they've got that killer new practice facility, which is, is going to be nothing but gold in terms of their, their um, efforts in the transfer portal and on the recruiting trail. So you're seeing the success you're building it on the, on the court. This kind of stuff is going to be cyclical for BC. This is what what how you start to build a program. You get successful recruits. You play good, well on the court. Boom. It just starts to build. It starts to build. It starts to build. It's been so long since BC's had that. They've never had much so, so much consistency. They're starting to see it now. And when you bring in a guy like Hastings... I don't expect this kid to be an offensive juggernaut right away. He's 6'9", six, 6'10", six, he's a center. But everything out of high school was that he was a defensive um, guru. He, you know, In one of his summer leagues he was in last year, he averaged two blocks a game. 
you know, he played very well on the defensive end. So he's going to be another guy that's more of a project on the offensive side. But that's what developmental programs are all about. You bring in guys with high upsides, you develop them, you make them better. Um, you're not you're not going to be a Duke that brings in a kid like Kyle Filipowski who's ready to be in the NBA in two weeks. It's just not what BC is about. I think this is exciting stuff for BC basketball. I do. I think what they're doing is is doing it the right way. And and for the folks that are hoping for some consistency, some momentum, we're starting to see it. We're starting to see a program finally get built, finally start to to show that this isn't a program that is built to be in the bottom of the ACC that they can do go out there and and surprise some people cuz that's what BC's about. BC's not about bringing in in um you know blue chip recruits. It's just not what what it's not their MO. They're never going to be that way. They never have been that way. But getting but getting good talent, three top 150 recruits that's a good way to start winning some games. So I, I was uh, it, I was intrigued to see that this was happening. Now, in our final segment, BC football has two more official visits lined up. I'm going to tell you who those players are. Women's basketball grabs a recruit after losing their main their their star to Duke, and B- baseball has a big weekend series against Wake Forest. What are they going to do to consider this? Not a disaster. We'll get into that all in our final segment. This is Locked On BC, AJ Black. Before we get into our final segment, got some really cool news for our, our, our fans out there. BC, Locked On BC has, for years, has been on every pot, podcast app you can imagine. And I know many of you have gotten on that. We are commercial free on Amazon Prime. A lot of fun. I I've gotten into that. Like they've got some great podcasts on Amazon Prime, and I love that to skip ads sometimes. I know, folks, unless you like listening to me talk about built bars, sometimes you might want to skip that too. You can do that on Amazon Prime. We got on YouTube about a year and a half ago. That's great. Well, there's a new way you can listen to Locked On BC that just got announced today. Locked On and now has a partnership with Sirius XM which is so cool. Sirius XM, I, I used to listen to Howard Stern on there for a long time. I love their hip-hop channels. Their sports lineup is fantastic. I mean, if, if when I was traveling a lot a couple years ago, it, the football packages on there were so great. Well, now you can listen to Locked on BC on there. And the cool thing is we're going to have a partnership with them that's reciprocal too. So you're going to hear me. I, I've been on Sirius before for some of my other work. But they're going to go to the Locked On hosts more often. So I'm going to be on Sirius XM quite a bit, hopefully with BC. Um, and if you listen to, to Sirius, check it out. See it. Tell me how it works. I don't have Sirius anymore, but hopefully you do. And it's just another way to catch your favorite Locked On shows. So check that out. So cool little story there. Now, before I jumped into this um, po- podcast today, one of our, our loyal listeners sent me two quick DMs to let me know that two more official visits have been named for BC. Jaquan or Quan Sanks, a defensive back from Alabama, announced that he's going to take a visit, and he's got a whole bunch of official visits set up. Uh, He's going to visit Cincinnati, Indiana, and BC. Um, A uh, 6-0 
cornerback, right at an 85. Uh, one name that I don't think he's, I don't think he's been on campus yet. So this is a fun one. Uh, and of course I love Alabama. He's from Phoenix city. And I believe um, uh, Quint- Quintavious Hutchins is from there. So I think he might be um, from the same high school as Quintavious Hutchins. Who's on BC. He's one. And then there was one other player from Connecticut. JD Jadon LaFontant, who is a, 6'4", 315-pound guard from the Brunswick School in Connecticut. Receives an offer. He's been on campus a bunch, um, but he's from Connecticut. I love this. I love that they're that this is a kid that they're thinking about um, really hard, highly. Uh, I think this is one of those Matt Applebaum, new offensive line coach. He, he got on, you know, BC involved with him more than, than Googs did before. So that's a great offer right there for the Eagles. Um, and he'll be on campus in June. So Official visits are in June. You're going to see more and more names. BC, I think, can have 49. And I've seen, I've kind of like probably like 12 to 15 right now, but you'll, you'll hear more and more. And, and coming to come over to Eagle Insider, I'll make sure that I get you covered on that. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Baseball, big weekend coming up as they face the number two uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacons in the couch. I did not know that their stadium was called the couch. Cause I obviously you guys know, I don't really cover uh, BC um, baseball thoroughly, but I do follow along. Uh, Wake Forest is very good. <laughs> they are um, trying to find the records 37 and six, 16 and four. They're going to win the ACC. I mean, they're, they're basically a shoe in, right? So the, the, what my big question is Wake Forest is so good. What does BC have to do to make this weekend not a complete disaster? They're on the road. They've played poorly. I, I honestly, I, I, I think I'm going to keep my expectations low. Some of you might say like win two games. That would be great. That that's great. If BC could go out there and win two, two games, that would keep this magical season going. I'm just talking realistic expectations, winning one. Honestly, I would just be happy with one win against Wake Forest this weekend. They don't lose. They don't lose often. <laughs> so I, I would love to see what BC um, is able to do there. Um, because I, th- I think, I think they're Wake Forest along with LSU, I believe is going to be like the, the top two seeds in college baseball. So it's going to be a heck of a weekend. Now let's talk about uh, women's basketball. I don't talk about women's basketball a lot. A tough offseason. They lost a ton of talent. Tana Mayer and uh, Michaela, uh, sorry, Maria Gakdang, two of their best players are gone. BC just added a true freshman in Ja'Kayla Thompson. She's a 5'8 guard uh, who's originally signed to Buffalo. I don't know. I, I got to tell you, I don't know much about women's basketball. I, I, I just hope, I hope that the program knows what they're doing because when I see their top two players go and then you replace it with someone who is committed to Buffalo, I, I worry. I just, I'm just a little worried. I hope that they have the talent to figure things out, but that was just one last thought. Now we're going to head on out. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you, I, I hope I sound good today because I, I got my new internets installed. I haven't seen the little um, connecting issue that I've had a whole bunch. So I'm really pumped about that. Um, but let's go to the comment section before I head out. Cause you guys have been super busy in there and I haven't, um, uh, you, you, uh, so, so let's, 
if for folks listening at home on YouTube, people can comment. So I'm going to go back through their comments. You can check it out there too. Um, so Marty party says I gave them a B plus in the portal. Yeah. Okay. The proof Ben says the proof is in the pudding. Let's see what happens this fall. The last three years have been disappointing at best. We need eight wins. Anything less the schedule is a failure. Yeah. I mean, I can't talk ahead. I'm just telling you what I see right now. I'm, I'm talking, the proof is in the pudding, but I have four months of content to get through. So I can't, I can't uh, see the future. I'm telling you what I see right now. Okay. Um, no meter green says, I think we need one more legit tackle. I'm not fully sold on honest uh, Aussie Trapillo, to be honest. So, okay. And maybe one more wide receiver. Um, O'Keefe Griffin and Jaden Thomas is a great start, but Dino Tomlin, Lewis Bond, and Taji Johnson are mids. Just being honest here, I I don't know. I, Taji Johnson, I, I can see. I don't know what you've seen. I don't know. I thought Dino Tomlin was really good, but we'll have to wait and see. But they, you have your your rights, okay? And Marty says, been following BC for a long time. These last few years are best talent that I can remember for wide receivers. So yeah, thank you all so much. I really do appreciate you. We are the top BC podcast out there. There's no one else that does what we do. And I appreciate each and every one of you that made Locked On Boston College your daily listen. You everydayers that have made this part of your routine. I hope you enjoy it. I know being a BC fan is not easy, but we're hopefully making, we're getting you through the summer. We'll be talking more on Monday. We'll look at the Wake Forest BC game, any transfer portal news and everything in between. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. We'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.